Food Heals Podcast, episode 185. When we're talking about New Year's resolutions, we all want change because we think it's going to make us happier. We want to lose the weight or get the boyfriend or the girlfriend or get married or get the house or get the job because we think we're going to be happier. Mm -hmm. And that's the secret. That's the lie. So if you can... (laughs) That's the lie. So if you can be happy by being grateful with what you have in the moment, you've already beaten it. And everything that comes to you thereafter is just a gift. Holistic Voice presents the Food Heals Podcast with your hosts, Alison Melody and Susie Hardy. Join the Food Heals Nation and learn the secrets to go from feeling unwell to healing yourself. Warning, side effects of this podcast may include increased health and vitality, thoughts of living longer, an increase in sexual activity, feelings of joy, cravings for kale and quinoa, and a spike in Tinder matches. In rare cases, people have experienced a strong desire to put down the Ben and Jerry's, get off the couch, and take a walk outside. If you experience any of these symptoms, tell your Facebook friends immediately. All right, welcome, Food Heals Nation. Thanks for joining us. I'm Allison Melody. And I'm Susie Hardy. Happy New Year, Suze. Happy New Year, Allison. <laughs> oh, you called me Allison. It feels fancy. I know. I, I got all formal. That's okay. Well, happy 2018. Same to you, my dear. We're Thank still here. You. We're still kicking. We're still kicking. We're still doing something. I'm so glad. <laughs> and Food Heals Nation, you're here too. You're here with us. I hope you had a wonderful holiday season and let's kick off the new year right. Today, we're back with three VIP Food Heals favorites. For a New Year's roundtable, we've got podcast regulars, the Jing Slingers, Joy and Jay. Plus, we've got Gorgeously Green's Sophie Uliano. Sophie Uliano is a New York Times bestselling author of Gorgeously Green and has written three additional books on healthy green living. She has been featured on Oprah's Earth Day show, where she taught Julia Roberts and Oprah a few everyday gorgeously green tips. Oh, no, baby. Sophie- Julia and Oprah just hanging <laughs> yeah, out. Whatever. Cool. It's just a Tuesday. <laughs> Sophie, created- <laughs> Sophie created an accessible doorway for the average person to be able to walk through life to a more holistic way. She took green out of the yurt and into the real world. Good Housekeeping dubbed Sophie a Mary Poppins for the new millennium. That's very true. She is. She really is. She's always happy and bubbly and sweet. She's totally Mary Poppins. And Sophie was a featured speaker at our Food Heals one-year anniversary party here in L.A. And, of course, you heard her most recently on our pre-Thanksgiving episode. And actually in October, I actually got to attend her gorgeously green wellness retreat. It was in Palm Springs. It was amazing. Food Heals Nation, you're going to join me next time because we're going to have her back to talk all about that in 2018. And you know our other two guests. We've got the Jing Slingers. You know them quite well. They're the Jing Slingers. <laughs> they deserve their own. Yeah, they get a standing ovation. They're making their fourth appearance on the Food Heals podcast. Have we had them on more than anybody else? Yeah, more than anyone so. else. And here's why. Because they used to live here in LA. But now, whenever they fly into town, they just come by and stop by the podcast studio. And they're like, hi, we're we recording an episode. Away. We can't yeah. yeah, we literally have to lock the door. And why would they? Why, why would we? Because they always bring us delicious food. They, That's healthy. Oh, it's so delicious. <laughs> I've never, everything they make us and their cookbook, Food with Benefits, it's to die. It's to die. Oh, it's so good. I don't know how they make Healthy food, so delicious, like mouthwateringly good. They cracked the code. <laughs> they did. They cracked it. 
So Jay and Joy. Joy Coelho is a veteran South Florida police officer who has elevated her health by cleverly blending her expertise and focused study in the science of superfoods, anti-aging, and the culinary arts. Joy changed up her career by becoming the creator and co-founder of Jingslingers, a bi-coastal superfood company. I love how every time you say Jingslingers, you have an attitude. Jingslingers, okay? Because it's fun to say. <laughs> it is. You can't say that and be serious. The Jingslingers. No, it's Jingslingers. It's Jingslingers, baby, okay? <laughs> so Jay has extensively studied and practiced in the fields of yoga, self-development, human potential for the last 15 years And over the last decade, Jay has passionately immersed himself in the fields of cutting-edge nutrition, tonic herbalism, and human physiology. He has created well over 50,000 custom elixirs consulting with clients at establishments like Irwan Tonic Bar, my fave. Around the world, he's traveled as far as Tokyo, Japan. He has designed and managed tonic and elixir bars for premier health conferences like Longevity Now and Bulletproof. We are so glad to have all of them on the show. So let's set those New Year's intentions with Jay, Joy, and Sophie next up on the Food Heals Podcast. The Food Heals Podcast starts now. All right. So welcome back, Jay, Joy, and Sophie, our podcast regulars, our podcast faves. For anyone who hasn't heard your episodes, which Food Heals Nation, if you haven't heard them, go back and listen because, come on, what are you doing? They're the best. <laughs> Give us a quick overview of who you are and what you do. We'll start with you. Well, I'm Joy Coelho, but I'm sitting next to Jay Demon, who is a Jing master and a senior herbalist and just a stellar human. <laughs> <laughs> and Joy is not only the, the best superfood organic chef that I've ever um, had the pleasure of tasting her food, uh, she is the, the best period. <laughs> and uh, she, she has been whipping up uh, culinary masterpieces for her entire life, starting uh, from a young age in her mom's kitchen. But, um, you know, especially the last 10, 15 years with the organic and uh, superfood swaps you know trading the junk stuff for the healthy stuff to anti-age and and build you every day says the guy who did over fifty thousand elixirs and then counting (laughs) Susie, this is true love this is adorable you don't talk about me like that (laughs) i did i'll start i'll work on it can you feel the love in the room And who do we have here? We have Sophie Liano. Can you give us an intro? Yes. So I I am feeling the love in this room. Right. I mean, just watching you two, Joy and Jay as a couple, are just, they're just so full of love. It's a pleasure to be here. And um, I'm excited to talk, you know, I love to talk about anything to do with holistic health, with feeling better, more empowered, more gorgeous, putting that out there in the world. So that's... That's what I'm all about. So, Happy New Year, everyone. Mm-hmm. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. This what is our first fivesome. <laughs> oh. yeah. Yes. Yeah, it it's really that is. that kind of year. No, it is. We've done four. This is the most we've ever had. So, congratulations. Thanks for being here. Right. <laughs> Breaking new ground. Yeah. 2018. Yes. yes. So, do you guys set New Year's resolutions? Do you do intentions? What do you do to set up your new year for health and wellness and happiness? Well, I'll start. (laughs) And I don't, I actually don't set New Year's resolutions. I don't believe that they work. 
I agree. And Thank you for saying that. Well, there's a, and there's also very significant studies to show, I think, that it's sort of maybe 7 to 8% of people's New Year's resolutions work. Right. My philosophy is that I think there's a very good reason why I don't think it works. I think we set ourselves up to fail because we give ourselves these enormously difficult goals of I'm going to do this, whether it's I'm going to lose 20 pounds or I'm going to give up alcohol or whatever or whatever it might be. I feel so strongly that we set ourselves up for shame, blame and judgment mm. and that is the worst space. I don't know if you've ever been in that space. I certainly have been in I that space. I don't know what you mean. So I think yeah. every human has. I've never been yeah. I'm perfect. Yeah, so I just think, you know. Welcome to men, the human experience. But, yeah. but I think as men and, 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 you know, I think particularly women, we just want to really soften that. If I can help people to lose one thing in their life, it would be shame. Yeah. So to that end, it would be no. I don't make New Year's resolutions. However, I'm very invested in myself doing this and then helping other people to choose tiny baby steps, maybe one teeny little thing that they might want to change. Mm. And when I say teeny, I think it's got to be something that is as easy as getting up and cleaning your teeth every day, because otherwise you won't do it long term. Consistently, right. And so for some people, it might be, I just need to drink more water. I don't drink enough water. So it might literally be, I'm going to drink a big eight ounce glass of water before every single meal for a week and see if I can do that. Right. And that's a big deal for some people, for somebody else who's trying to be more plant-based. It might be, no, instead of going completely vegan or plant-based, just maybe switch out one thing. So instead of cow's milk, maybe go, I'll just maybe try an almond milk in our household. So I'm all about baby, baby, baby changes. Absolutely. And that's so helpful. That's how I started. And then the baby changes all of a sudden turn into adult changes. But it took me time to get there. <laughs> it takes a lot of time. And, and it's all about something that's it's all about sustainability for me. It's all about being we're in it for the long haul. And I have no desire to start something that is going to just crash and burn because I've been there before. And it's it's a horrible feeling to think, God, I failed right. again. And that's what a resolution sets you up for, right? Because resolution just sounds so like resolute. I'm not good enough or I'm doing something <laughs> yeah. wrong and I have to change it forever and it's got to be perfect. And I yeah. have to. It's not I want to. And if to. I don't do it by February, I've failed. Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. Exactly. I like to think of it. And it's kind of, it's evolved, so I'll call it a New Year's evolution. Mm. Just like there's no food revolution, it should be an evolution. There's a lot of love in the word evolution to evolve and to get bigger and stronger and, and just be better and more, you know, more at home in your own skin. Yeah. And I think that being present and learning to be more present and paying more attention to those details and being there for the, for the people, the thing that matters most, that's sort of how I start all my New Year's. And it's funny how it's never really a thing. Like, it's not like as she was talking about 20-pound weight loss or I'm going to get a new car or I'm going to change it more way, whatever. It's just I want to be more present. I want to have the eyes to see, the heart to feel, and the ears to hear the things that will make me better. Mm. And those can be a thousand things. They can be small things. They can be something that just allows me to be more present. And that's when the needle moves and big things do happen. And there's no time date on them. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I remember back in my early 20s, I had a couple years where I was doing the gym rat thing, 
Gold's Gym, Plymouth, Massachusetts. (laughs) uh, Shout out. (laughs) Representing in the house. And uh, I I remember, you know, every January, the regulars at the gym would just be like, here comes the New Year's resolution people, you know, and they'd be there for like, you know, two weeks and then they'd drop off. They'd always be this. And it's great for gyms because they have a huge spike in gym memberships in in January and then everybody just drops off. It's an artificial kind of social construct where people think that oh it's new year so i should make a resolution and but their their heart's not really into it you know so i still feel i feel it's a good time for reflection Mm -hmm. because you know starting a new year starting any kind of new cycle like that it's just it's a good time to to pause and kind of check in and be like hmm you know uh, how are things going and are things going in my life the way that i want them to what can i improve and it's a good time for that. I, I tend to do that more myself on birthdays and just kind of generally do that as a whole. But um, it's just a good thing to look at the the cycles in your life, to look at, you know, the seasons and, you know, you do more cleansing, you know, in the spring and the fall and, you know, things like that. So for us, you know, we're uh, just doing our, our home build right now. So we're starting a brand new cycle in our life. And so there've been a lot of things where, you know, living out of a suitcase for part of it or, you know, uh, moving from the West Coast to the East Coast and packing up everything and, you know, 95% of your stuff's in storage and you have different periods in your life. So, like, I'm really looking forward to now being in our new house where I can get on with kind of routines that I've been wanting to do for a while. But right. because of, you know, what we've been accomplishing in our life, you know, certain things have been put on hold. So, like, doing more Hatha yoga, doing more Kundalini yoga, doing things like that. I'm really looking forward to getting into that this new year where, you know, we've been doing a lot of other things in in the past, you know, 12 to 24 months. Yeah, the everyday matrix Mm. world gets in the way. (laughs) No way, what do you mean? Yeah, Yeah. so you get into your ritual. And then when you do your rituals, I know that people – People who choose to, you know, take care of them themselves as well as their families. And, of course, how you triage that is a day-by-day, hour-by-hour, moment-by-moment thing. But if you give yourself that little ritual, you know, where you take a few moments in the morning or at night, whenever it works for you best, whatever resonates for you best, to be able to, you know, sit still, do your thing, go for your walk, whatever it is that centers you most – that's when, that's when rituals come into play, having that glass of, you know, water next to the bed that has the chlorophyll already in it. So it's one less thing you have to do in the morning to, yeah. um, to, to pay attention to just little mindful things. It makes, makes the ease and flow of your everyday so much better. Mm. It just does. I love that you uh, talk, Joy, about the being present as opposed to the sort of construct of, because the idea of a resolution keeps it in the future. Because it's like, I'm going to lose weight, or I'm going to be rich, or I'm going to get well, (laughs) you know, and so it will always stay in the future. It will always be elusive. I have found, and I think we've all found on on our journeys, that it just so isn't about that. It's about really realizing the present. And almost the sort of construct of time is interesting when that sort of starts changing and you realize that maybe it maybe it isn't just linear maybe i'm getting a little you know esoteric here but do you know what i mean no it's absolutely true. it's sort of you can almost sort of expand and time to me becomes a little bit more malleable Mm. when i'm present and that's really exciting because as somebody who's who's a little bit of a sort of rushing around and certainly i think 
one belief that I've had to really work on in the last few years is there's not enough time. Yeah. Mm. And it's and, and I've, it's a big one for me. And that one can govern so much of how I operate in my day from getting irritated and impatient and all of this. And so just changing that around and going there is infinite amount of time. Mm. That then just changes that whole sort of time construct for me. And like you said, it just everything allows me this year in 2018. It's not about the year ahead. It's not about what's going to happen in the future. It's not about a resolution. It's like now. Yeah, it's yeah. Just be present. One of my mantras that I've adopted is I have all the time in the world. Yeah, I love that. that. Yeah, I love Especially that. as a woman turning 40. Mm-hmm. Where you feel like, oh, I have to accomplish so much. Now I'm at this age, and oh, and that, no, I have all the time in the world, and it does. It seems to slow things down. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, that's yeah. beautiful. One of the things I've done in the past years is change my semantics because I was the person, the Type A personality, who was constantly set up for failure because I would say, I will accomplish this goal by this date, and it will bring me this, whatever mm-hmm. the outcome was, whether it was write a book, finish a film, I'll, something <laughs> podcast related. I always had these big, illustrious, crazy goals. And then when I wouldn't finish them, there was the negative part of me that would go, well, now you've failed. You can't do anything. So why even try? Which then sets you up for even more failure. Mm-hmm. So what I've done in the past two years is really change the semantics about not only the way that I talk to myself, but the way that I talk to others. So like resolutions is a bad word. That's like the F word. It's like, no. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, I'm going to set intentions that I hope to accomplish. And they may or may not happen in the given span of time, but they will happen at the time that they are meant to happen. And that's the biggest learning lesson for me is like, we can set all of these goals, but there's a reason that they happen the way that they do. And there's a reason that we get setbacks because they might point us in the actual direction that will bring us something greater. And I've, as I've experienced that in my life over and over, I've gone, oh, okay. So how can I reframe this to be like setbacks are actually directions pointing me in the right direction, right? Yeah, we we, we have had... um, (laughs) Do you know what I mean? We've had uh, big helpings of that for the last 24 months. It's it's really been amazing. And it's a really good point looking at just, you know, our journey with, with the house buying process, building process, choosing process. Because what we started out, you know, looking for out here in Los Angeles online, you know, on Zillow for a place to live in North Carolina, and then all the steps along the way, wanting for it to be a two-month process. And <laughs> how'd and, that work for you? <laughs> yeah, how's that work? Actually, to the best. Go ahead. Yeah. yeah so <laughs> we absolutely one hundred percent felt like it was the right move, like everything felt right about doing it. And that's really one of the things that you always want to look for when deciding any major life decision. How does it feel? How does it feel? Right. You know? And for us, it really felt right. But having said that, just because something feels right and just because something you know, you know in your heart is the right thing, doesn't mean it's going to work out the way that you think. Sure. In the so, time frame. In the right. time frame. So. <laughs> Over this entire process, you know, we've had a couple major, major hurdles that we we had to cross, that we had to completely refigure and adapt to our timetables and what we really wanted. And we just had some really bizarre stuff happen and had to really change and figure things out on a dime and completely change our, our, our plan. But every single time that we had a new delay or, you know, something changed, 
magically, it turned out to be better than what we were originally getting. Right? Yeah. Mm. Literally every single time. Yeah. Every single time we ended up getting something better, we ended up saving money. But you just have to, you know, you have to be keep that adaptive, playful, childlike, kind of right brain part yeah. of it, balanced with the left brain, egotistical, like, you know, it needs to be done in my way, you know, in 30 days or, or whatever. But keeping the practical and the intuitive balanced and being adaptable is really, really important. And it gets back to this whole idea of resolutions and the adult mind can be so rigid and like, oh, I have to accomplish this. And, you know, if I fail one day, then I'm a failure, right. period. Rather than looking at it like a process and taking steps. And, you know, it may be two steps forward, one step back, but mm -hmm. you're always, you know, you're continuing with the process and, and what you feel is, is the right thing to do. I'm really glad you said that because my whole thing now in the past two years, like I said, I'm learning, but it's reflection mm -hmm. and gratitude. So I look back and I go, oh, all of the things that went wrong actually led me in this direction. So why don't I be grateful for those moments? And then realize that exactly like you said, it worked out even better than what I could have planned. Mm -hmm. So there's always a plan for us, right? Universally, spiritually, whatever we want to call it. Mm -hmm. But for example, in 2017, at the beginning of the year, I didn't set a resolution, but I set an intention. I'm going to be a public speaker and I'm have five speaking gigs in the course of 2017. I can look back now in 2018 and go, okay, so how did that work out? Well, in the course of a year, I had seven speaking gigs with three more on the way that I manifested because each one was a manifestation of the other. And some of them, they were not paid. They were not telling me I'm going to pay you thousands But did you intend dollars. that or did you just say speaking engagement? Right, exactly. <laughs> okay. No, you're right. So I took... Uh, I took a chance. I took an opportunity. I paid my own way for some of these things to do these things. Each one would lead me to the next one and the next one and the mm -hmm. next one. And then, then they're paying me to go to Ireland. But that never would have happened had I not taken the non-paying speaking gig on the not big event at all, right? But someone saw me there, mm -hmm. which led me to the next one. This isn't how I planned it. I planned to be the paid speaker. Well, I'm not the paid speaker in the first few. It takes a lot of time to get there, but I didn't know that. Yeah, I didn't know what I was doing. Yeah, that's so true. It just seems that, you know, we can so we can handcuff the process yeah. by really staying stuck. It's just like that kind of old school, the kind of the secret, you know, where you kind of if I visualize every detail of right. that my hands on the Porsche wheel, <laughs> then that Porsche will show up in my driveway. <laughs> and that is absolutely ridiculous. I agree. But me. it might show up without an engine and tires. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. But to me, it's it's actually, I, I actually feel passionately against that because mm -hmm. I think it's quick fix yeah. thinking that can be peddled, that can give people really false hope right. and mm -hmm. lead to so much self-recrimination because I didn't, I wasn't visualizing hard enough. Yeah. And I love it's such a beautiful analogy, uh, Jay, uh, of your home, because to me, it's just the perfect analogy of you had a roadmap and it wasn't pie in the sky. It was very, very definite. You knew where you wanted to live. And you and this is how I try to approach everything now. It's like, as you say, you have that thing. And it's not necessarily a, a material manifestation. It's a feeling. It's mm -hmm. like, I think that's where my soul our soul is that's where we're gonna be happy 
But you had that roadmap and then you held it so loosely. Because for me, the things that happen along the way, it's almost as if it's not, it's so often not about getting the thing or achieving the thing that I think. It's I'm humbled by life every single day. Mm. The stuff that's thrown at me, the Mm. people that I meet, the stories that I hear. And then I'm just like, oh, it so wasn't about the getting that job or whatever. It was about me sitting and connecting Mm. with this person that was transformative in the day. Or it was about me. And both of you talk so much about evolving, but ultimately... To me, it is about us all evolving and growing. And the work and the houses and everything, that's the game. Yeah, It's a game. And I think if we treat it lightly, like it's a game to be played mm-hmm. and loosely held, that for me is, is a much more fulfilling and enriching way to live. Yeah. Plus it drops the stress. Like, oh, yeah. And and just again again, going back to the some of the, the mindful things, just having rampages of gratitude. Like just waking up and go, oh, okay. It's simple things. Um and this is something that we learned just from listening to Esther Hicks. So mm-hmm. you wake up like, okay, I'm awake. I have all my fingers and toes. I have a soft pillow. I, I'm sleeping indoors. <laughs> like, you know, I've got, and then you, mm-hmm. you're, it can go on from there. And then you fill your body. And this is because we are, you know, sensory and uh, electrical bodies and our energies go out and they go out like a transmission that that when you start literally from the time you open your eyes with a rampage of gratitude, mm. the day has a tendency to unfold like that. And then other things come before you. like, And you have to, again, the eyes to see it, the heart to feel it, and what have you. So if in our particular case, um, our home, Waterstone, it was it's not just our home. It's a place where people are going to come and where we're inviting people to come to find, you know, not be perfect, but become perfectly them in different ways in all different facets of their life. And so it held more weight for us. And when we hit challenges that were completely unseen, unexpected, and we rode them out and trusted what we felt and went with what, how it felt, then that thing that looked like a challenge, we could have thrown in the towel and cried and moaned and sucked our thumb and whatever. But instead we're like, okay, let's see what happens here now because now what opportunity does this make? It literally, like Jay said, saved us time and money and got us more than we ever ever tried to manifest. It Mm. came to us because we were grateful and gracious about it and it still continues. And that's been true in everything that we've done uh, or that we've learned to do, I should say. And we always pass it on with people that are our clients and our friends and our family. And, um, and the lovely goddesses at this table that we've all learned from. So it's, you know, it's important to really, truly, when you say that you're grateful for something and you feel it, you literally, you get that shiver up your spine. You can feel it. It, it makes a difference. There's something that's happening way beyond you that allows you to, again, grow, expand, evolve, that then it allows that next thing to be placed in your purview. Yeah. And also, I was going to say that, you know, I always say to people, don't wait to have to feel that gratitude. Mm. Because so many people come to me who've had something scary happen. Mm. And there's suddenly a diagnosis or something. And suddenly, it's like, oh, now I, I am really grateful for every single day that I have. But I love what you said about joy about the rampage of gratitude. What a great idea that you just get up in the morning, and then you get that vibration moving. Mm. And then What I try and add to that is opening myself to 
guidance. Because if I can say somehow, even if it's for a split second every morning, I don't know, I have no idea. So help me to see what I need to see, help me to hear what I need to hear, help me to support where I need to support. Because if I'm running on my, Sophie knows every, you know, Mm -hmm. then I'm not, I'm going to miss those clues. Mm -hmm. And so that's what I try and do for a split second. I think that's a magic combo is rampage of gratitude. Followed by moment of stillness. Well, you know I what love that? that. For, sorry, you're Go going to talk. But I heard her say <laughs> rampage of gratitude, and I was like, oh my God, I'm obsessed with that. And now I heard you say it. I'm like, is that what she said? Susie, I want to have a rampage of gratitude. You do. That's amazing. You it's do. It's a really good way to say well, it. Well, you know yeah. what I just wanted to now add? Now you're going to talk. What I just wanted to add was that um, I had a series of things happen in my life where I was not grateful for them at all. And I was like a stubborn little toddler going, no, I am not going to be. How is that helpful? No, that is not what I intended. That is not what the secret said. <laughs> and, the secret line. Yeah, yeah. But what it, what for me, what gratitude does is put me in that place of being happy. And when we're talking about New Year's resolutions, we all want change because we think it's going to make us happier. We want to lose the weight or get the boyfriend or the girlfriend or get married or get yeah. the house or get the so job true. because we think we're going to be happier. Mm-hmm. And that's... The secret. That's the right? lie. So if you can, <laughs> that's the lie. So if you can be happy by being grateful with what you have in the moment, you've already beaten yeah, it, then. and everything yeah. that comes to you thereafter yeah. is just a gift. Yes. Whether whether the house comes twenty four months later or six weeks later or whatever, or yeah. the girlfriend or the boyfriend. Right. Yeah, and the yeah. most important ingredient in that whole little recipe, because life is a recipe, and how we would do it, it's it's not just one thing; it's a series of things that all come together. And there's beautiful synergy that makes this amazing moment, person, thing, thought, inspiration. Is that as we look at the things that we want to have, it has to resonate in your heart, mm. not somebody else's opinion. So we we do this thing where we'll have, and I know because we all have like Instagrams, and sometimes you get the troll and whatever, yeah. you know. <laughs> but it has no power here. <laughs> <laughs> and so you understand like where it kind of came from, but you can't carry those rocks in your backpack because it'll slow you down. So you let them go. And you carefully pick up the gems that you want to carry and, and put those in your backpack instead. So it's literally, it's about the the difference between, you're talking about semantics, what I get to do and what I got to do. What I get to do is all of this, make this beautiful cake for my beautiful friends, be able to sit here and talk cake. with you. Yes, right, cake. <laughs> Let them eat cake. It's literally just changing that vowel what I what I get to do instead of what I got to do. I hear people say that when we talk since we're this is a food centric, you know, all of us really. We kind of work with with food and organic things and uh, organic lifestyles. And they're like, oh well, you know, but it takes so much time, and then you know, I have to go shopping, and then I have to go to the market, and I, I you know, you get to go to the market. Do you get that? Mm-hmm. You get to go to the market. Yeah. Because there's people yeah. who don't and can't. Yeah. So when you live in that in that vibration in that groove of just to be excited out of your britches to be here, then that's when that's when magic happens. That's living in the magic, mm, and it, yeah. it it sounds a little airy fairy, but I find it to be so true. Coming from a you know a veteran twenty year police officer who isn't supposed to believe anything, right. so it's important to know that seeing all these wonderful things happen, even through some serious tragedies, 
or medical two by fours or whatever mm. happens to us that is other than wonderful, that's where some of the greatest things come from. And you have to be able to see it and, mm. and be able right. to feel that. Mm. Essentially, what we're talking about is perspective. So mm. when you do the rampage of gratitude or, or whatever it is, you're expanding your perspective and you're getting yourself out of the ego trip state of being locked in your mind. Um, I remember years ago seeing, I, I believe it was a BBC episode where they're talking about luck and they were looking at people who considered themselves lucky and people who didn't consider themselves lucky. Mm. And I think at one point on the TV show, they actually had like money laying on the sidewalk or something like that. And people who didn't consider themselves lucky were essentially in their head all the time and they were very myopic they didn't even see they, it they didn't even see it yeah wow people who considered themselves <laughs> to be great. lucky they were in a more relaxed you could say like alpha brain state but they're just in a more relaxed observing state and looking at their surroundings and kind of appreciating their surroundings and they would see the money laying on the sidewalk right. well there's no difference between the two except for their perspective one mm -hmm. person's just locked in their mind and the other person is you know, more open to seeing all that is there, you know, on the, on the game. game oh, board. there's something that reminds me about, it's so fun, this podcast, because <laughs> honestly, I just love all you guys. It's just so <laughs> exciting to chat, but there's something that reminds me of that, which is that I was, I worked maybe 20 years ago with this wonderful spiritual mentor in London, who's, who's uh, sadly passed. But I remember in one of his groups, he held up a hundred pound note, which is equivalent, you know, a hundred dollar note and said, you know, who would like this? And, and like, I think one person lunged forward and said, I'll take it. And everybody else just sat there sort of stunned. And his point was, you know, another ingredient to the cake here was be willing to take what you want and yeah. to have what you want and to receive what you want. Because yeah. the rest of us were all sitting there with, well, I shouldn't and I want it, but I'm not going to. And that would be impolite and yeah. I shouldn't ask. And and this person wasn't greedily reaching forward. They just said, thank you very much. They, they, be they took action. They, I took, took, action. they took action. Yeah. yeah. And, and, you know, no I, shame. there's no shame. Yeah. It was just like, thank you. You put that out there and I'm going to have that. That's mm -hmm. lovely. There's one more ingredient because I think we're baking a cake here. Yes. And, and, and you know. Uh, and we're going to eat some. And we're going to eat some. Joy's a baker. A superfood cake. A superfood cake. <laughs> and, and so I, there's one more ingredient that I want to add to the cake. And I think it's that, you know, we're talking all about this, you know, good vibrations and this um, incredible energy and gratitude. And I love, love, love. I get to do that. Yeah. But I also feel that part of the mix that has to sometimes go into my cake is a grounding in the present. And I do this through writing, through a lot of journaling and writing to really work with what is actually really going on with me because mm -hmm. I can have a tendency to get a little bit Pollyanna-ish sometimes of like, oh my gosh, I'm so full of gratitude. Do you play the glad game? That was Pollyanna in the movie. Oh, she played the glad game. Well, yes, it is. It's a totally the glad game. And and for me, and this is just for me, it can lead to, again, a slight sort of a shame when suddenly I hit a roadblock when I hate something or I'm just, or I'm depressed. You know, or anxious or really having to process something that's incredibly gnarly and embarrassing or humiliating or those emotions that we class as as not spiritual or ugly because the prettier, shinier ones are the excitement and the gratitude and everything. So for me, a very important part of the pie, not every day. 
um, do I have those difficult emotions, but to really sort of come to terms with that. And that's mm. what I do through journaling. And that helps me to deepen my mm. experience of of life and to realize that all the difficulties that you've been through with the house and everything, that is all part of it. And that as a living, breathing human being, I have those I have all the emotions and it's not just there's labeling some positive and some negative or some good and some bad is is kind of not where it's at for me. I think it's just part of being human. And if you weren't able to experience those quote unquote bad, negative, darker ones, you wouldn't be able to know what the lighter, happier ones are because you don't have that contrast. Mm. That's so true. And I used to think this is this helped me through because I experienced depression for a lot of my life. And I used to think I'll never get out of this. And I tried all different types of things. And I read that somewhere. It's like, well, if you don't feel those emotions, then you can't. Yeah, you, you, it's like a pendulum. Yeah. If your pendulum swings that that far dark, then it can swing that far light. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's just part of being human. Absolutely. That's beautiful. It gives you a different frame. You know, when you've seen things or or experienced things that are other than wonderful, I mean, really other than wonderful, when this, even the smallest thing happens, it, it has so much more weight. Yeah. So it's good to feel those things, be able to, I don't want to use the word manage, but to be able to adapt to those things so that it does make you stronger, faster, wiser, more centered. Some people go like, oh, well, that's easy for you to say because whatever, whatever. I'm like, well, tell me something good. And when uh, it could be standing in Whole Foods, Jay's watched me do this. And there's someone, there's, they're complaining on their phone. They're complaining to the person behind the juice bar. They're complaining to the person who you know, got a little too close to them with the cart. And I, I got to ask you, can you tell me something good? You know, and I, they have no clue who I am. And they're, they're like, what do you mean? I go, well, you know, you've got such. And then I start giving them their own rampage of gratitude because they're sitting there and they have like, one this one lady had a little toddler in her, you know, in her cart. And I go, I go, that baby has the most beautiful blue eyes. And I can see he got them right from his mama. And he's got the sweetest face and he's sitting there so quiet and he's ready to, to shop with you. And, and how amazing that you were able to have such a beautiful baby. And, and she's like, everything just dropped wow. from her, you know, like just really just kind of dropped. And she's like, oh, you know, but I, just, I, I feel like I don't. And what you said, I don't have enough time to get everything done that needs to be get done mm. a day. And so when you know right off the bat, you're never going to get it all done. And mm. what happens is supposed to happen. It just may not be the way you see it or the way you, you kind of planned it. But sometimes that other cosmic plan kind of steps in and fills in the gap and makes things, you know, sometimes a little more difficult, sometimes a little better. But in the long view, it makes you better. It just gives you more. It's it's more pieces of your quilt that's you, mm-hmm. you know, more pieces. It's not just one smooth piece of fabric because, you know, those people, are, they don't have much dimension. But the people who have like this patchwork, this beautiful quilt of things that have happened in their lives and they've learned from it and they've helped and then they've inspired. And I think that when you, when you step into that part of your humanness and that it's not just all about you and that it's about, you know, the bigger picture and the bigger family. And when we really truly are all in this together, it sounds a little airy fairy and even a little hippie-ish, but it's, it's true. That's why we're here. Mm-hmm. That's why beehives work well. It's why prides of lions work well. It's because everyone knows they have, um, there's space and they're grateful for whatever it is that makes that honeybee happy or that lioness yeah. happy or what have you. In our case, you know, the three beautiful women and an amazing human man sitting here who just, <laughs> who are able to see. We, we have four beautiful women here. Baby. Oh, that's yeah. right. <laughs> five. I wasn't thinking, no. Okay. Five. 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 Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> 
Okay. I'm working on my math skills. Okay. Um, if you want to count the dogs. She wasn't an accountant. She was a policewoman. Oh, no. Baker and a nutritionist. Don't, don't beat yourself up over the math. It's all good. It's all good. Um, so you, you get to you get to expand through everyone else's experience. Anyway, my point about the whole thing is that as long as you wake up and you're above ground, it's good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you're and, good. And, you know, when, when we do have any of those, you know, so-called negative emotions, I mean, really, all that they are is they're the opportunity to, you know, learn and to grow. Because, you yep. know, if, if you're practicing, you know, any kind of just awareness, self-awareness, you can stop and say, Oh, wait a second. Why am I so stressed out? Oh, it's because I think I don't have enough time. Oh, it's because I thought I had to do this perfectly. Oh, it's because I thought that, mm-hmm. you know, wh- whatever it is. So anytime we have the embarrassment, shame, frustration, anger, whatever, those negative emotions there, it's just irritation, but it's a signal for us to be able to stop at some point and reflect and be like, oh, why am I feeling like that? Because it's yep. an, un, you know, it's an unnatural flow state. You're not flowing and allowing when you're in a, a stress state like that. So if you can, anything that makes you kind of step back. And I, I remember, you know, like even Tony Robbins talking about doing like pattern interruption with people who are like stuck doing any kind of pattern interruption on yourself, if you're able to do that, or maybe if you have a partner who can do that for you to change your perspective, to step back and say, oh, wait a second. That's why I'm feeling like that. Mm. But I also think that as, you know, I also love the the value of, I think, some of the most powerful um, moments that I've had with people and the people who I find to be so authentic and beautiful are often um, when they allow themselves to be uh, vulnerable and Mm, sad and depressed and broken and maybe not always try and fix it because I think sometimes there is... A place for that. I think sometimes there's even a place to, for depression and exploring depression because it sometimes leads us to something. I, I too have suffered from depression. And when I could reframe that as being something that was actually very soulful and important. And for the first time, the, fir- the only time that got me through it was when I stopped trying to fix it. Yeah. And there's something wrong with me and I should be feeling better. And it's no, just sit with it. And then I just went through that process and allowed anger and grief and tears and lots of tears. And it was so incredibly healing. And I've really come to understand that getting through any kind of trauma in my life or anything that I've ever been through to truly heal for me is to not try to fix. Yeah. And, yeah. It, and it's, it's messy. It's yeah. not necessarily pretty. You don't get a bow on top. Right. Mess, those emotions are, 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 are messy. Yeah. And I didn't know how to do this for a very long time because no one teaches you this in school. No. Unless you're the type of person that is early adopting or engage or your parents introduce you to concepts of psychology and spirituality, you may have no no idea that these types of processes need to be part of your routine. And I had no idea for so long. And all I did was bury it and go, I'm fine. Everything's okay. I put a smile on. I put nice clothes on. As long as no one knows, I really am fine. And that was complete fake BS. (laughs) But I didn't even realize how much it was affecting me until I'd be in traffic and be like, 
you piece of sh-. You know, yeah, like, yeah. why am I so angry at the car next to me? I don't know that person. They've never done anything to me, right? But I'm holding all of this in, so I'm letting it out in terrible, awful other ways, and I'm not dealing with it. So when I realized I had to go inside, I had to journal. I had to let it out. I had to cry. I had to throw a pillow, not when anyone's around. You don't get violent in front of people, but, like, you can do these things very much by yourself. If you need to punch that pillow, if you need to get upset, if you need to say, oh my God, this person wronged me or I was the victim, let it all out so that you don't actually become the person that has the victim mentality in life and actually become the person that goes, okay, I'm grateful for that experience because it taught me X and now it's made me a better person in this regard. And I can help people who have been through my experience. Mm. And that's what I had to learn. I had no Mm, idea. It was such a revelation. I know some people grow up and this is like second nature. For me, I didn't know anything about it. I don't think some people grow up thinking it's second nature. Only if they grow up with like parents that are in spirituality and psychology. Yeah, maybe. Well, I, you know, well, I, I, my daughter's 16 and obviously having a teenage girl oh, with yeah. all those emotions. And it is interesting because I'm learning, learning being mm. the operative word, to really validate her difficult emotions Mm -hmm. and that's been such a learning curve for me as a mom because my reaction is to want to go oh it's fine you know and she'll (laughs) say you know school sucks or this blah 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 as a mom and as a spiritual teacher I'm like well you know you're at a beautiful school and let's look at the bright side and I've realized that that doesn't work right it doesn't and if it's not going to work with a raw honest teenager why would it work with me so I've learned with her just to go oh Really? Mm. And she'll go, yeah. And then we explore and we investigate. Mm. Why is it so painful, you know, to be at school? She'll go, well, I just feel deeper and deeper into that feeling. You know, I feel angry and frustrated. Why? Why? And then my, my, oh, it's so tempting to fix it. But I've learned to sit back and let her have her feelings and to validate her feelings Mm. and just go, oh, Okay, well, you know, that it's not right, it's not wrong, it's not good, it's not bad. Oh, okay, well, I'll see you, you know, see you in a couple of hours or whatever. And then to see the magical way that just shield that will just all work itself out because as human beings, ultimately, we just want to be listened to. I was, I was just going to say and that. Heard. We do, yeah. That's what we, that's a human condition. Yeah. Seen and validated. Seen, yeah. seen all of it. heard, yeah. listened. Sophie, what you're just describing is kind of both, but... Stepping back just a couple minutes ago, what you're talking about, the the raw emotion part, that is really a a way of describing the emotional feminine process. And then what I was describing right before that is kind of like the analytical masculine perspective. Yes, it's so true. (laughs) It's so true. Because the masculine just wants to, you know, pick it apart and and mechanically fix it, it, you know, and then the the female wants to, you know, process the the emotional side. So so, true. That's so true, Jay. Yeah. My husband's like, okay, so what are you going to do about it? Right. 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 How can we move from A to B? My husband has a flow chart. Yeah. Prints it out. (laughs) That he learned as a strategy that you put in the problem and you put in all the obstacles and the obstacles obstacles are actually what helps you solve the problem. (laughs) And and all you women understand why that's so like helpful and logical, right? Yeah. (laughs) Of course, Jay. Of course. Exactly. Drop into a masculine tone. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) Fix it. Fix it. No, but Makes perfect sense to me. (laughs) And even Dan will be like, okay, 
am I now here to listen or am I here to solve? Because I need to know so I know <laughs> where my brain's going to go. And I'm like, listen, always listen, never solve. That's always great. Listen. But that's amazing that he solve? even picks that up for you. No, because yeah. I've yeah. told him so oh, many times. <laughs> he's, read, he's read her manual. Yeah. Yeah. He gets the alley. He yeah. gets the alley. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, guys, so because this is a New Year's episode, we have to address the number one thing that everyone, not everyone, but many people are trying to do. Most Americans, especially, are trying to lose weight. Now, all of you have these amazing books. You have clients. You're helping people transform their diet and lifestyle, and we know this is a lifestyle. There is no one-size-fits-all, but could everyone just say, like, if someone is listening and they're like, my New Year's intention is truly to release weight. What advice would you give them to get started for 2018? I think I know for for the people that are put in front of us that you need to know where that came from mm. um, because there isn't one size fits all. And that's what's so right. frustrating. You know, yep. the newest diet that's now on the front of, you know, Glamour Magazine and Cosmo Magazine and on, you know, five different television shows. And then they do it and then they like you say, crash and burn and they fail, then they feel like, ugh, nothing works for me. They jump right from this doesn't work for you to nothing works for me. Yes. What we tell people is, where do you want to go? Mm-hmm. What are you willing to do? Big thing right there. And mm-hmm. now let's see where you are now. This red hot minute, you know, and it, this comes down to like a little bit of the, the biology geek of us. You know, we want to know what your blood type, you know, what's going on in your blood. We want to know your hormones. We want to know, we want to know where you live because sometimes it's the environment. Sometimes yeah. it's, you'd be, you'd be shocked to see what kind of um, VOCs come off plastic blinds and keep people, keep uh, 10 pounds of weight on people. Like things like that. Wait, wait, wait. you're looking at my, you just looked just at looked my at blinds. blinds. Yeah. You just looked at our blinds. So the podcast blinds are keeping us back. We got to do something take them about off. They're not plastic. I'm take them no, down. they're not plastic. I'm they're just metal. saying it, it's never just one thing. So when you when you teach people to look for the spectrum and then to take those things off in shaves, then they have more success and not necessarily in two days or two weeks or 10 right. pounds in five days. Right. It's, it's, it's over a period of time. And then it also has to do with how they feel and think about what they're doing. The best piece of advice is to, first of all, know your meat suit. Literally know it. Know it because we know more about our cell phones. We can pick up our phone. I don't care if you're two years old or 102 years old, and you can you know, text or email the poop emoji in two seconds. But if I told you to point to your thymus, you got, I got nothing. <laughs> so I'm even thinking about that. Wait a minute. <laughs> so if we know at least half as much about we do about our mechanical things as we do about our own physical vehicle that takes us through this amazing thing, which is life, then it, it helps you navigate a little better because what's working for you may not work for your husband or your right. spouse or your sister or what have you. Yeah. So we find out what their blood type is. You know, we we give them like a, a little protocol about. Find out these things, bring those tests back, and then we can then we have a, a broad picture about what works best for you because it may be a whole different kind of protocol for you than it is for someone else. Because ultimately what we want to be able to do is give them the navigation tools to be able to get where they want to go and us not be the handholdy guru. Right. We want to show them, we want to give them tools. So by giving them tools to be able to do this and showing them how to do um, and where to get to where they want to be, I think is the is the most important thing. It's never just one thing. It's ne- it's not just one retreat. It's not just one guru. It's not just one piece of cake or a different way to make coffee. It it has to do with a um, a bunch of things that make that picture. Again, like I said, everything's a recipe. So we get to, we try to find the best ingredients to make that recipe be who you want to be. 
it sounds you know pretty hefty, but the truth of it is is that otherwise you're really just kind of you know tilting at windmills. No, we want the truth. Thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Weight loss is a metabolic and hormonal response in the body. Mm-hmm. So if you're going into something saying, okay, I'm going to eat this way for two weeks to lose X amount of pounds, like you've already lost. Right. Uh, I agree. Um, you know. Crash diets don't work. People will starve themselves to lose 20 pounds and then regain 25. Mm-hmm. Um, that's metabolic response. Mm-hmm. So doing the things that promote a proper hormonal response, because here's the truth. It's not calories in and calories out. It's quality of food, first of all. You burn the majority of your fat when you're sleeping you know, with a proper hormonal metabolic response. So the things that influence uh, metabolism and hormones are, of course, you know, food, light, and temperature. So things like cold therapy um, can be fantastic. Doing cryotherapy, doing actually just did cryo it was amazing. Uh, you lose bath. weight? Yeah. Oh yeah. It yeah. burns like hundreds of calories in three minutes. Right? Oh, because you're shaking so much. Okay. <laughs> it actually, it actually sets up your nerve force. It's a whole nother level. It's a when you do cryotherapy and you do it regularly, you set up your nerve force. It also gets rid of. It creates um, a lot of different responses in the body, but I don't want to, you know, go ahead. It's, it's well, for, for Susie's science geekery, we'll, we'll yes. get into this. We'll get, it, it, it actually, out. Come on. It, it's actually, um, and this this gets into Jack, Dr. Jack Cruz's work, who's a um, neurosurgeon. It, it actually works on a, an ancient mammalian pathway in the hypothalamus, um, the super charismatic nuclei. And that's uh, hot. I'm sorry. That was all the I was just going to inappropriately say, Jay, if I wasn't married, you know, next year. So, our, our bodies are, are influenced by light hormonally, which is, you know, our cortisol and melatonin levels. And we actually discussed that in our last podcast together. Yep. Cold and temperature will actually dominate the light. So if you're in a cold environment, if you're doing like ice baths or you're doing cryo, I actually think ice baths are, are, are the best. But being exposed to cold temperature like that activates this pathway in us that actually sheds weight and can reverse leptin insensitivity, yeah. which le- leptin is the, the hormone uh, responsible for, for weight loss. It's actually the master hormone. And just like you can have insulin resistance, you can have leptin resistance. And, Ah. you know, when you have leptin resistance, it's a much more complicated issue. It's not just eating the right food may not be enough and probably isn't going to be enough. You have to really reverse this um, sensitivity in you. Exercise is another is one of the best ways. So to reverse leptin. Yes. So in studies where they had people actually do um, calorie restriction um, and, and lose weight through calorie restriction. The only two ways that people could keep off the weight is by exercise and by cold therapy. And it's because when you lose weight and you lose weight through calorie restriction, your body has a set point and hormonally it is going to jack up your hormones to put that weight back on. You have to have the proper therapies to balance that hormonal response so that your body will, will attain its new set point. And exercise and cold therapy are are the two ways of of doing that. Now, of course, also, you know, you can't be eating, uh, you know, GMO snack foods either, you know, all the organic. But I think people listening to this podcast, you know, have the probably the food part kind of more dialed in. We're all trying. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And the work he was talking about, that's Dr. Jack Cruz, K-R-U-S-E. He like I said, he's a neurosurgeon and he not only did it for himself, he's done it for thousands of people and it works 
he's also uh, one of the people who, one of our mentors, and when he just spoke about what we talked about in the last podcast about the light mm-hmm. and um, and the, the Nobel Prize that's coming out about, you know, mitochondrial dysfunction, um, it's a whole new world here in a real short period of time. You're going to hear it, and it's going to explode. Again, a couple of different conferences in the last, you know, half of the year have made some huge leaps in that where people now mainstream are going to be able to um, not only afford it, but be able to understand it. And it's going to make a huge difference in a lot of people. Everybody's going to be wearing orange glasses really soon. Yeah. Tonight. I know a lot of people that have them now, yeah. And, yeah. I, and I personally don't, but it's about time I, I got some. Mm-hmm. And that's that whole social thing, like, I don't want to look weird. Okay, but, or do you want, it's like, what are you willing to do? I want to biohack <laughs> my health and live to 100, so yeah, I'm going to be yeah. the weirdo. That's uh, fine. Just really quick, I'll just say, um, we just recently had um, a new client who we were doing coaching with, and she's super, super energy sensitive, EMF sensitive. And um, we got an email from her the other day saying and one of her issues was with staying asleep with having you know good deep sleep she's like i got the orange glasses and wore them last night and i slept so wait you wear them as you sleep no 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 no, you before as the sun Sun goes down you put them on so that the artificial light isn't stimulating a cortisol response and suppressing melatonin in your brain and the other thing you can do for sorry so for her it was like a total game changer like first night she noticed a huge difference in her sleep i'm so in i'm in that's right and and even on your phones like your phone will have it it's called twilight yeah i have it and on your your computer night shift or it's called flux and people don't even know it's there but it's a tool for you just to it doesn't even cost anything you put it on all of a sudden you start making those those little tiny those baby steps Mm -hmm. that the beautiful miss sophie was talking about something like that will start to make a difference then you layer that you know with magnesium baths and blah 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 and all of a sudden now you're sleeping well then your hormones are better and then you feel better and you start losing a little weight it's, mm-hmm. it's it's pretty interesting stuff the way our you know the the complexity of this you know amazing heat machine connected. yeah mm-hmm. that we call our bodies mm-hmm. the meat suit yeah i know you like the meat suit <laughs> i love that when you told when you first said that when we were first on i was like that's amazing it is a meat suit yeah, yeah. Understanding that. Ms. Sophie. You know, I like to try, I really like to try and shift the focus away from weight loss to health mm. and, and, and how you feel because, you know, it's just extraordinary when we do take the big picture for a minute and we dial back and we see, you know, the different populations, you know, on the planet who are, you know, who don't have this obsession, you know, yeah. with weight loss for one reason or another. And, So it's, you know, it is about being healthy and, you know, health comes in all different shapes and sizes, you know, living here in LA with this sort of extra obsession of weight loss, a little bit, um, bit, (laughs) is, is, you know, is, is a little in of itself is, is unhealthy. So I would almost say with clients, the first thing that I would ask is, you know, why, why, why is it? What doesn't, what isn't feeling good? Mm-hmm. And then to start really dialing in, as Joy and Jaya both said, to the holistic picture, because like both of you have said, it is never just one thing. You know, my dad is 93 years old. My mm-hmm. mom and dad actually defy so much of, of everything, but he's 93 years old. Do they read all your books? Yeah, they do. <laughs> but completely, my dad disagrees with almost everything I say. <laughs> oh my God. And he's like, good God, that's ridiculous. And, uh, <laughs> but he's a picture of health, this man. Wow. Talk about GMO snacks. He doesn't even, I mean, he eats so much sugar and candy and chocolate and he loves his life and he loves food, but he exercises mm. like a demon. Mm. 
every day. And he really is defying the odds of disease, aging, and he is in great shape. I mean, there's not anybody, you know, he's got muscles in his abs. You know, and my mom, same deal. That's what they do. So I think exercise is is a massive component and it cannot be underlooked because we can eat all the healthy food, but if we are not exercising, and I so strongly believe that our, bod- our bodies can be fat-burning machines. And I think what's so exciting is that if you... Uh, and interestingly, I've been a yoga teacher for 20 years, but over the last two years, I've got into doing a lot more strength training mm-hmm. because I'm really understanding that, you know, by building my mu- muscle mass, then, you know, my body is basically using up calories and energy while I'm sleeping. At rest, yeah. At rest. And then and it also way too complicated to go into but that also really plays into hormonal balance as well so it's very exciting so I would say in short the most important thing first off just ask yourself why and try and focus on health second make sure that your exercise is you're killing it with your exercise and that means probably challenging yourself to do something that you couldn't easily do last week so if you could easily do an hour on a treadmill last week you should not be doing that next week you should have it on an incline or you should be doing something change it up and do something completely different My final thing, because this is just my philosophy, is that I really wholeheartedly believe in a whole food plant-based diet because plants contain disease-fighting compounds and fat storage-prohibiting compounds naturally found in our beautiful plant kingdom. Mm. And so I found in the numerous clients that I've worked with that that particular diet, I personally believe, is very helpful. Not to mention you'll eat a tremendous amount of fiber and that helps. Mm-hmm. Yes, and in my experience, I liked to eat big portions, and then when I went vegan, I could still eat the big portions and lose weight. So I know it's kind of win-win. That was good for me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so if you're like me, just think about it. I would like just to add one thing on on the exercise component because it is something former that... gym rat. Yeah. <laughs> Gold's gym. Gold's gym. Plymouth, what Massachusetts. Plymouth, Massachusetts. <laughs> <laughs> uh, just because I've known. A number of people who fall into this trap, um, actually our uh, friend and mentor Dave Asprey is one of them. When people are overweight, they think that over-exercising and doing tons and tons of cardio is the answer yeah, uh, because of the like burning calories myth. You actually get a much better uh, fat burning metabolism response from shorter burst exercises yeah, and, interval, and interval training. And if you're over-exercising and overdoing cardio, it can actually do the opposite and create a lot of inflammation and actually so hold, hold, hold the fat on and deplete your entire endocrine system and yeah, horm- hormones. Yeah, so true. Well, thank you so much. We're going to have to do an entire exercise episode <laughs> so we should we've covered a lot. So we should just do jumping jacks in a walk-in freezer in intervals of... No, I'm kidding. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Joke, never mind. No, no, no. Keep going. You're, you're, you're on the <laughs> yeah, right yeah, track right. here. Yeah. Jumping jacks, could be the new thing. Yeah. I'm in, I'm in. All right, everyone, go around, tell us where we can find you online, stalk you on Instagram, read your books, watch your videos, all that good stuff. com. U-L-I-A-N-O. I've uh, written four books. Um, my last book is called Gorgeous for Good. And Love the easiest one. place to find me is on Facebook. That's where I, I hang out a lot. And that is simply Sophie Uliano. And I post tips and videos and live streams and the whole nine. Yeah, you're doing a lot of live videos. A lot of live videos. Yes, I'm very impressed. I'm like, <laughs> oh my God, Sophie's on a watching. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, we've been able to be on some of your beautiful yeah, yes, yes, live Yes, you have. Yeah. 
Um, our hub is jingslingers.com, J-I-N-G-S-L-I-N-G-E-R-S with an S at the end. So like gunslingers, only we sling jing. <laughs> and uh, Facebook and Instagram are both jingslingers. Those are the best places to, to follow us. And our book is Food with Benefits. It is uh, our first book that we've put out. Really proud that it's uh, Amazon number one bestseller in three genres and in both uh, vegan, paleo, and vegetarian. Organic, rather, organic. Um, And then we have Waterstone. Waterstone, and we love that we named it Waterstone because a Waterstone is what you use to hone a knife to make it do its perfect, you know, sharp edge precision. And we actually living, you know, in the mountains on the river, again, Waterstone. And um, we'll have more information if you go to our website, which Jay said was jingslingers.com, where you can see how you can come there. We've already had a whole bunch of people come and love it, and we're booking still. So come out and and have some fun and and learn some wonderful things. And actually, we didn't talk about this. I know we're ending the podcast, but it's not just about food. We're talking about archery and falconry and whitewater rafting and zip lining. So, oh. so we're putting in horse mm. falconry. So falconry. Mm. That one seems like a kind of just yeah. That just, yeah. just foraging, foraging, yeah. and, and that sort of thing. And just and, and forest bathing, which we talked about last yes. time too. Yeah. So that's Waterstone is is the is the whole person holistic. You know, get back into the into nature sort of thing. Love it. Amazing. And I'm so excited to have all of you here. And thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much. For our New Year's roundtable. We really appreciate it. Happy New Year. Happy, Happy New, New Year. Year. Cheers. Uh, be, before we go, though, are we going to try some <gasps> roulade? Oh, my God. How did you not cake? Oh, I forgot. It's on me. Oh, my gosh. Let them have Happy roulade. New Year's. Let them have cake. Yes. <laughs> so this is a lemon roulade. Yeah. Sugar-free, gluten-free, fat-burning. Mm. Yeah. Yums, oh dairy free. So, Joy, tell them what a, if the listening audience at home, tell them what a roulade is. So, it's, it's basically remember when you were a kid, you had the Swiss rolls, it was a cake that was rolled into a, like a, a, a like a little more than a seat and had cream in the middle. That's what a roulade is. And we've done it with um, chocolate and coffee and mocha. This one is done with lemon, so it's all organic lemon. Oh my goodness. Um, and there's no dairy, it's done with coconut cream. Mm. <laughs> it's unbelievable. It's so I just good. made a cookie monster noise. <laughs> <laughs> and so you get the good bioflavonoids um, from the from the oh lemon and the lemon rind. You've got the good stuff from the- It's so good. <laughs> mm. yes. I can't speak. <laughs> uh, we both have pick in our mouths. It is so good. Yeah, and you feel really good afterwards, too, because you got the pearl. And mm. it's nice. Am I going to be full of drink? You are. Mm-hmm. Yes. You have been jinx smacked. <laughs> what better what better way to, to lead in 2018 than yes. to be full of jing? Mm. I'm full of jing. Oh. Cheers. Thank you so much. Thank, Thank you for having us. Yeah. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This podcast is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Side effects of this podcast may include increased health and vitality, thoughts of living longer, developing a more positive outlook on life. In rare cases, people have experienced a strong desire to actually start using their $39.99 a month gym membership. If you experience any of these symptoms, Snapchat your trainer immediately.